He's the man in the back of the room. Y con la voz de Dios. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, CEOs where to go, and stars when to shine. But as he likes to point out, Who cares? I care. It's true, she cares. And so does he. He's entertainment and production agency owner and meeting and event master, Anthony Bellotta. She's his Agent 99, and you're about to be Bellottified. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bellotify, the one and only pod about events, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Bellotta, and I'm here as I am every single week with the delicious, always optimistic Alexia Cristina Postaliris. Opa Alex. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Oh, it's been a crazy morning already, and it's been crazy for you, but, uh, you know, we're doing all right. The sun is shining, and uh, the skies are blue, and what else can we say? It's a lovely day. Uh, right, and we have options. We have you options. Know, we have options. The morning could have gone completely a different way, but we had an option, so we're able to be here. I'm able to be here. This is so good because we thought for a minute you wouldn't be with us this morning and it got a little scary. Yeah. Yes. Well, now I have to go get a new phone, I think, in addition to no internet. But, well, you know, it's all fine. It's all good. Because I'm always optimistic, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. You're always optimistic. Exactly. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't go there. I'm trying. <laughs> So God only knows how I sound on speaker on this phone, but you know, it's okay. It's all good. It, it's okay. It's definitely okay. Yeah. It's just a good thing that we're not a video show yet because then it would be horrible. It would be horrible. <laughs> it would be horrible right now. It definitely exactly. would. Okay. Before we get started, if you're a new listener, please take this time to like and subscribe. Go ahead. We'll give you a sec. Why, thank you. So what's going on with you? Well, I was thinking about uh, our previous tips regarding uh, psychographics, and I thought that I would follow up with another similar tip, but a little different. And that is today's tipsy. Let's get tipsy! Which is all about the who. Not the who who. Not the who-who, but the question who and how it applies to your events. As in, who is your audience and how well do you really know them? Because unless you know exactly who you're designing an experience for, you're more likely to create something that fails to hit on all cylinders. Which begs the question, do you know your audience as well as you could? And more importantly, what can you do to know them better? So here are three tips to know your audience better. Number one, ask probative questions and listen. Develop questions that get to the core of what drives, motivates, intrigues, delights, and excites the audience. Awards to be presented, what are they and why are they important to the recipients? Are they even important? And what is important beyond making a profit or working up a up to a milestone? 
Understand what is valued, upheld, and followed without question, and listen for what absolutely isn't. You know, because sometimes it's easier for people to express what they don't like rather than what they do like. Number two, probe beyond what you're told. When meeting with clients, whenever possible, meet on their turf and take note of their surroundings, their decor, their formalities, their aforementioned award, awards and, and artwork, uh, worker amenities, the employees or friends and family you encounter along the way, and the general vibe. And listen for what is shared outside of the context of planning. Sometimes the best ideas come from what is shared unintentionally or offhandedly. And number three, do I even dare say it? Digital search. There's just, there just isn't any reason not to. Although not everyone has a digital footprint, so there will be occasions when you'll come up with nothing. But still, you must endeavor to endeavor and look for clues that will bring you closer to what is valued. Clues can be found reading bios, checking out sponsors, browsing archived news articles, and of course, throughout social media. Knowing your audience is key to creating engagements that will cherish that they will cherish and remember. Do what you can to know them as best as you can. And even if you think you know them already, keep in mind that things change by looking beyond what is and has always been apparent. And that is today's tipsy. That is wonderful and applies to pretty much life in general. Because what I'm hearing, I do, because I think, you know, you have to look beyond what you see, right? It's just not always what's right in front of you. There's layers to things. My yaya would say, akuti siokti, which means listen to the, it means listen to the silence. So there's more that is said sometimes in the pauses than with actual words. And when I was a kid and it was Christmas time, which we are, you know, coming upon, I noticed one year that all the stockings were filled, but my mother's. And after all the presents were opened, I asked her about it. And she just smiled and went back to, you know, dinner preparations. So I asked my yaya, and that's when she said to me, Aku Tisiopi. And it means, like I said, listen to the silence. And at that point, I realized that my mom not saying anything for all those years, and none of us were listening to her. And my heart just broke. So from that moment on, every Christmas thereafter, her stocking had the most presents in it. I bought more presents for her than anybody because I wanted to listen to all the things she never said. Huh. I'm wrapping my head around that. Yaya's, uh, I'm, I'm feeling Yaya is a, is a bit, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, I can't even think of the word I want to use today. It's a bit out of my range of thought. I can't even. I, de- I can't even grasp onto that. What did it have to do with the presence? Because when I asked my mom about why 
her stocking was empty, she just smiled and turned away. She didn't say anything. And what she was saying to me was that I, in that silence, what she was saying to me was, I make sure everybody else is taken care of. I don't think about myself. But nobody was thinking about her. And every year, until I was 16, everybody's stockings were bulging, but hers was flat. Because nobody thought about her. And she never said a word. But there was always a tinge of sadness because nobody was reading her silence. We weren't looking beyond what we were seeing. Mm. We were only seeing what we had. We weren't seeing what she didn't have. Mm. You have to look beyond the obvious, beyond what you see, Mm. which I think you have to do in events, right? Oh, yeah. You can walk in and go, "It's it's a pretty room. But are you connecting? Are you meeting the expectations? Are you listening to what the client said? Or did you just create a pretty room? Mm. Okay, good point. I'm, 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 I'm with you now. I'm, I've caught on. I've caught on. My brain is now in gear. Thank God. Thanks, God. I'm sorry. Did I get too philosophical for, uh, you know, I don't know. That's just what came to my head. It, it was a bit esoteric. That was what I was trying to think. It was it was it was just a tiny bit esoteric for me. But, you know, okay. you've got to teach me along the way, too. I mean, you know, I got to learn something, too. Why not? <laughs> Why right. Not? Hey, it pays to stay in school. It does pay to stay in school and you pay to stay in school. So, you know, there you go. There you go. This is very true. <laughs> so speaking about staying in school, who do we have with us today? Tell the tell the folks. I would love to. So our guest today is an incredibly talented musician and vocalist. He started playing and teaching professionally at the tender age of 12. And by 15 was playing in clubs in New York, even though the legal age was 18. But, and also by the time he was 18, he had his first record deal. And he left oh. New York at 19 to tour the States as a duo with his then-girlfriend, but now wife. In addition to performing, he is also a sought-after teacher. He retired from teaching special ed with the San Diego Unified School District, but one night about five years ago, he stepped off the stage at a gig downtown, and the principal at St. Teresa Academy approached him and asked him to come on board to teach music, and he has been there ever since. And apparently those apples don't fall very far from the tree in his family. In addition to his talented wife, both his son and daughter are music majors from SDSU, and they often perform together as a family. Hello, that's very nice of you. I, we, could, we could just stop right there. I, you brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> oh, then, we're, then we've done what we've sought out to do. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, 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 no way. Bill, it's such a pleasure to have you on. We've been working together for eons now, it feels like, many, many, many years. Uh, and I can't even remember how we found you. Do you remember how we connected? I, I don't know how, how we found each other. Uh, maybe I was just doing some research throughout San Diego, um, just like you were saying with the uh, digital search. And I'm not even sure if there were computers at the time. It might have been just in the newspapers or the readers. Um, but it was... Uh, I was just putting out a lot of uh, bios uh, and, and packages to different agents. 
and agencies. So I work with other agencies in town, as you know. Um, I do. But um, Bolada Entertainment, you know, they're the best. Yes, and they I, are. And I do, um, <laughs> I do remember, even when I was putting those packages together, I asked you to give me a quote. And, and you gave me a quote, and that's part of my package. Um, I don't have to use the package quite as much as I did, um, because now, like you say, sought after, sure. I get, I get the phone calls. I don't pound the pavement like I used to. How much pounding did you do? You know, Anthony, I, I, I'm from New York. And in New York, Rockaway Beach, New York, when I walk into a pub, they hand me a guitar. I mean, I can really work in New York um, pretty easy. Um, I, 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 I perform there all summer long, and I have to turn down gigs. Here in San Diego, it, that's different. Um, I do have to pound the pavement. There's a lot of great entertainers out here, a lot of great places. Uh, and, and I do get the work. Um, but um, I'm not pounding the pavement like I used to, sending out, you know, making the phone calls. Hi, I'm Bill Fleming. I'd love to play at your place and go in and do a free show. I will do that from time to time if that's the place that I want to play at. If it's close, if it's local, if I like the vibe, I want to perform there. And I'll, and so I'll give may- them... I'll give them uh, an hour for free. I'll go in and and I'll play and uh, we'll do it that way. There were times uh, in the early time I would knock on on the doors and I would just go in to play during the afternoon. Here's my guitar and I would play and sing and I would get a gig for, you know, that weekend. That's what it was like back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. My wife, my my girlfriend and I, we would just go into a place, (laughs) knock on the cold calls, you know? Yeah. And and, and we and we would sing to the chefs and the manager and, and next thing you know we're playing there. I love that approach. You mm-hmm. know, it it uh, it speaks of the desire to play and yes. uh, to not take no for an answer and the willingness to prove your chops. You know, yeah, to pull out sure. that guitar and start right then and there and just show them what you have. Uh, because it's harder to say no, right? It is harder to say no, especially when you're as good as you are. You know, I do. Uh, um, I, I practice a lot, Anthony. I do, and and I want it. I want it perfect. Um, you know, as as a school teacher, I give them homework. I give them three things to do: practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I do. I have a clean sound, and I and I and I'm not afraid to play in front of people and uh, and and give it to them and give it to them good. Yep. So why did you leave New York? Well, we were young, um, 21 years old. We wanted to, um, we wanted to hit the road, you know, uh, and, and see the world. <laughs> and so we came, we, we came right to San Diego. We, we got in, the, in her Jeep Wagoneer and uh, like, the, like the Beverly Hillbillies, this thing went about 45 <laughs> miles an hour all the way across country. Oh, my Lord. And, uh, yes, yes. It had a hole in the floor. Like you could flick your ashes in the hole. Uh, you know, as we were driving across country. Oh, oh my God. But, yeah, I kid you not. Um, and then we, we came to San Diego. We were not going to stay, but we came to be, we, we wanted to just come out here for a year. And we got a job at the, at the Bahia Hotel. We got a job on the Bahia Bell, you know, the big boat, the big oh, yes. wheel boat. Yes. <laughs> and, and we were making a lot of money and it was very successful. And, you know, at that point, we realized this is like you can work all year round in New York. It's a seasonal thing. 
you're working in the summertime, you're on the boardwalk and you're, you know, you're playing in the clubs, but in the wintertime, no, you're, you're practicing. So out here, you could work all year round. And that's, that's why we decided to stay. Mm. Yeah. All right. We sort of jumped the gun a little bit, uh, got into the, the interview before I started what we should have started initially, which is our 10 quick questions because mm-hmm. we're like compadre here, but, uh, but we want to start this. We want to do this 10 quick questions because we would like everyone else to know you as well as we do. So do you mind if we do that right now? I, I'm sure. Give it to me. I'm ready. Anthony, I have to tell you, I love the sound of your voice. The microphone that you're using really sounds great. Um, I'm a big fan of, of Howard Stern. I listen to Howard Stern. You know, sometimes I have to shut him off, but I do like his voice. I do like, and I love the sound of his microphone and I'm getting that same vibe right now. It's a good sound you've got going. Thank you so much. This is actually a new microphone today. Oh. First time using it. Oh, wow. Today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we, we felt that we needed to upgrade our system. And uh, thanks to our friend, Jim uh, Bomba, we found this microphone and it's Thank you. Thank you for that. It's great feedback. Okay, good. All right. This is our 10 quick questions. Okay. 10 questions. Mm-hmm. First answer that comes to mind. And uh, Alex has the clock. Two minutes. Are, are you ready to go? I do. Two, uh, I mean, that's two minutes. And so I would, ten, is it two minutes per question or, or no, 10 questions in two, two minutes? minutes? 10 questions in two minutes. <laughs> They're called 10 quick questions. 10 quick questions. 10 quick questions. Yeah. They're easy questions. Are you ready? Can Number you, one. Can, I'm, I'm nervous. Can we go true or false? <laughs> can we do what? True or false? No, 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 no. No true <laughs> or false. We need to. We need more than that. Okay. Have a little fun. We're gonna I'm have a little you. fun. All right. Number one. Do you believe in miracles? Yeah. I certainly do. I believe in miracles. I see it every day. Do you? Yes, I do. Yeah, and I'm one of. Them. You're a miracle. Yes, yes, I am. Hey, okay, look, we have to get look, back look, to that. Look at this right here. I you know, because I agree. Can you see my mom sitting on the couch? Yes, I can. Hi, mom. She's another miracle right there. I don't, she can't hear you because I'm in the headphones. But uh, she's been living with us for a while. And uh, I see the miracles every day. I really do. Yes, I believe in miracles. I sure do. Excellent. All right, number two. Have you ever, have you ever fingered your Taylor AD? No, let me let let me rephrase this. Have you fingered your Taylor AD twenty seven lately? I don't have that guitar. Do you so think I, I guess have the a answer Taylor? is no? No, I no no I I I was finger picking this morning. I'm a Martin guy. I like Martins. So you've so never I had have, a Taylor. I've never owned a Taylor guitar. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not sure where you got that from, but I I fingered my my I, I was finger picking just this morning. I'm surrounded by all my guitars. Uh, I have a nice, beautiful over here. That's a D18, 1960 D18. I have my keyboard set up. You see back there, I, I have the... Uh, yeah, I uh, see I, plenty. I have a, a lap steel. I have a dobro. I have a jazz guitar in the corner. Uh, so I, 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 I leave my guitars out of, out of the case. I don't put them in the case. I leave them out because I want to grab them and play them. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even close the lid to my piano. I just, I just want to walk by and play. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, you're standing in front of a panda. What are you hungry for? Um, I'm standing in front of a panda. What am I hungry for? So 
I'm not quite sure exactly what that question means, but I will tell you that I have performed at the zoo, but down by the panda encounter. Um, so what am I hungry for? Um, to get that paycheck at the end of that week because I played at the zoo. Um, so I was going for more of a panda restaurant. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I like the peanut dishes. So uh, maybe a Kung Pao, I like the spicy. A spicy Kung Pao? Sure. All right. Yeah, shrimp or chicken. That was sort of a tricky question, right? <laughs> All right, here's another tricky question. Sheer clothing is on trend this year. What article of sheer clothing might show off your assets best? I do go to the gym. I told you that. So I would say a tank top uh, because I, I, I've been working on my upper body lately. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. What is your all-time favorite play or musical ever? So I, I am a New Yorker. And my father used to come into class every once in a while and say, Bill, we have to go. Like, he'd take me out of class to go see the eye doctor or go to see the dentist. But meanwhile, he would take me to Broadway. So um, really, I think my favorite is Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. And that was one oh, of the first ones I saw. One. one of the first ones I saw, and I wore the grooves out of that album. I listened to that album, and I tried to sing like, you know, like Jesus Christ, uh, we go, uh, hit, hitting those high notes. And did you know that, that on that album, Jesus Christ Superstar, the singer, um, there is there's a recorded version, and there's the one from Broadway. The recorded version is actually Ian Gillen, and he is um, Deep Purple. Smoke on the water, right? He played Jesus Christ on the album. And it is a great, you know, if you want to practice your singing, listen to that. Um, there was one time, I'm gonna, I know this is a two minute thing, but there was a time where my brother came in and he took that album off, Jesus Christ Superstore, I was about 11 or 12. He took it off the turntable and he dropped down Steely Dan's, a 45 Steely Dan reeling in the years. And when I heard that riff at the beginning, I wanted to play guitar like that. I wanted my guitar to sound like that. So that was a change in my life. And I, I don't know that I put Jesus Christ Superstore back on because I really got into Steely Dan. Uh, yeah. That was the end of Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was it. Well, you know, I brought it back. Once I had kids, I brought it back. So my son got really into that uh, uh, album also. I, I do think it's one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's best. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he had a... And the other one is Godspell. I like Godspell too. I love the music. Steven Schwartz, great, great, yep. great mm -hmm. score. Yeah. And and when we were coming up, those two scores were pretty popular. Those two shows yes. were popular. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, as a matter of fact, I remember my high school doing Godspell, and it left an indelible imprint on my mind. I wasn't in yeah. the show. I was, you know, a freshman. But seeing that show, I, I I'll never forget seeing it. And that was many many years ago. And hearing it, of course, great score. Yeah. Yes. Steven yes. Schwartz, same guy who wrote Wicked. I did not know that. Okay. Yep. Same, and I've same. never seen Wicked. My my wife and my son saw Wicked. I never saw it. I when I saw the uh, the, the um, Wicked Witch of the West singing beautifully in her green face, I thought, no, it's not for me. But I guess it's a, it's a it's a great production. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Is it yeah. a great production? And mm -hmm. the music I've not is seen incredible. it either, but the music is amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I saw it for everybody on this call. I I believe I saw it six or seven times. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm I jealous. saw it a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that in Avenue Q, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. That was also funny, though. All right. Have you ever lost your cookies in public? Um, let me think. I'm, I'm sure uh, I've, I've helped a lot of people uh, along the way who have done that, you know, you know, carried them out or hold their hair for them. Um, but I don't I don't recall um, in public. No, no, I would excuse myself. Uh, no, I, I don't recall really just doing that in public. So you're able to retain the grace and just get to a place where I, you can I've do made it privately. Of, I've made a fool of myself many times, but not spewing like that. No. Okay. Because <laughs> that's a disgusting Alex, fool. Alex, Alex, have you ever done that? Uh, no, not in, no, not in public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. All right. Well, if it comes up later and you remember something, please call us. Okay. <laughs> There's time. There's time. It could happen. Have you ever met a celebrity you wished you hadn't met? And if so, who? Um, gosh, um, no. Not, not that I haven't met. And again, being a New Yorker, I've seen some guys on the streets um, uh, that I ran into. I just, I'm just happy to just say hi. And at one time I was playing in a, a it, this was in Texas. And this is Halloween night, and who walked in Halloween night but um, Vincent Price? Oh, and he's he's tall; he's like six five or whatever. Um, so I got him to sign my book because at the time, it was back in the '80s, uh, you, you had to sign and put your for a mailing list. So he signed my mailing list. He was very nice. But to to meet a a, a celebrity that I wish that I hadn't met, um, no, uh, I, I I've seen some legends. Um, but nobody that that turned me off. I love hearing that. That's that's mm -hmm. a great I do answer. Too. All right, Pink is Barbara's Barbara. I have Barbara on my mind. Pink is Barbie's favorite color. Oh, yeah, and it's one of Barbara's favorite colors too. Mm -hmm, what is mm -hmm. your favorite color? So I like I like green. I'm wearing a green shirt right now, and I don't know if you can see, but it shows off my green eyes. So I like green. Um, but I do like pink also. Uh, I have a nice pink shirt that I wear uh, to school. Um, if my daughter is doing something, doing some kind of a, a song event, I'll wear my pink shirt in, in her honor. So, but my favorite color, I think I'm gonna go with green. It does match your eyes beautifully. Thank you. All right, poor Alex. Goodness, poor Alex. Ah. She's the, yeah. She is the one chord you use over and over again and can't help but feel is played out. What chord is she? <laughs> Alex. Now, Alex, you're, yeah. you're, a, you're a, a, a concert pianist. Isn't that, isn't that right? Do you play piano? No, no that, that was, was Judy. Judy or oh, that was Judy. Judy. That is oh, Judy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think Alex. I mean, I, I tinkle mean, the ivories a bit, but not. I'm not okay. anything like that. I really love Alex, and I think that if she was a chord, she would be a chord that has like a, a like an F with a G bass. Here's an F. Here's a G. But here's an F with a G bass. It has. Are you able to hear that? Not really. It oh, sounds okay. the same. Okay. Um. But, so I would but, say. I would say that she is a, a good sus, sus, suspended chord of some sort. Okay. okay. 
Jennifer, See, what I'm question? hearing. Yeah. yeah. It, what, I have to tell you what I'm hearing in between what you're saying or in those pauses or in that silence, Anthony, see what I did there? I'm hearing that I am complex. Okay. You are, you but, are complex. But it's also a beautiful chord, what I played. It's a warm chord. Well, I love it. Yeah. Yep. So so there isn't a chord that you don't use anymore. It's a chord. Alex is a chord that you love. Absolutely. Not, okay. not, not a chord that I, that I don't use anymore. And, and any of those chords, those simple chords, I don't play them simply. I add other notes to them. When I play, when I play a G chord, I throw an A note in there too. And so it just, it just gives it a different feel. I, I like um, doing my chords um, more like James Taylor, actually, I would think. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is I'm just going to say that there's a real good hint in here of why you've been married successfully for so long. <laughs> 38 years. Yeah. Wow. And 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 she's at the gym right now, by the way, Anthony. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she she made it to the gym. I didn't make it. Yeah. All right, last question. You teach music preschool. Yes, eight. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh K, K through eight. K through eight. Okay. Yes. K through eight. Uh what's the funniest thing a student has ever said to you? So funny because there's a lot of great ones. Um, that do happen. The other day, um, a first grader, she raised her hand in the back of the room. And she said, what about the turnaround? And I, I forgot that I taught that two weeks before that. And I forgot to do the talk. So hearing a little kid say that was pretty, what about the turnaround? So to hear a first grader using mu musical terms like that uh, really made me feel good that she did that. But just the other day, kindergarten, of all things, kindergarten, um, it was towards the end. Now you can, I have 50 minutes with the kindergartners and they're only good for 20 minutes. So you got to do a song and dance to keep them entertained. Um, even if it's just to stand up and do some jumping jacks and sit back down. But, um, so I took my guitar out. It's about 10 minutes left of class. I said, what's your favorite Christmas song? I'm going to uh, play whatever, whatever song you want. And I got requests like, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. And, <laughs> but, and it just really? happened that, just so happens I know that song, so I was able to give it to him. But um, this one girl in the front, she said, can you play Santa Baby? And I thought that was the funniest thing because you know that song, Santa Baby? Of course. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's like uh, Marilyn Monroe singing Happy sure. Birthday to uh, you know President Kennedy. Uh, so I couldn't believe this little kindergartner wanted to hear Santa Baby. But, uh, but I sang it. Mm -hmm. It was also covered by Madonna. And really, I think that it's been covered recently as well. Uh, yeah. And of course, uh, Eartha Kitt was the original singer. So it has a very long, long lifeline, that, that okay. song. But yeah. it is interesting to hear, I think, a, 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 a kindergartner ask you for, I want a hippopotamus. Oh, yes. That's not a tune you hear so much. Yeah, I, for some reason the kids know that particular song. They like that one. Yeah, it's a, and they know a, and they know all the words. Really? Yeah, yeah. They it know the story. Really I mean, fun, I hear it all song. the time. Do you? Yeah. Maybe I'm a kid. Maybe, maybe I'm listening but to the wrong music. Maybe I'm listening to the wrong <laughs> station. I I don't hear it quite so much. I don't know why the why the uh, the kids know that song. They know other ones. They know the Mariah Carey Christmas song. They know, um, they know the um, George, what's his name? George Michaels. 
did yes. uh, last, yeah. last Christmas. Yeah, right. they know all those words. And I don't know why these songs came back. But, uh, you know, I'm doing my Christmas recital coming up this Friday. I'm doing a Christmas recital with the whole school. 400 kids. And, um, wow. and, we're, gonna, and we're doing all of those songs. Last Christmas, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. We're not doing Santa Baby. I don't think the parents would uh, go for that. Um, but uh, I agree. Yeah, I think that's yeah, probably last, not a last not Christmas a, hippopotamus choice. Yeah. So um, TikTok is why mm-hmm. and how those songs are featured Could on they? TikTok. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm not a TikTok guy. I don't. I don't do Instagram. I do Facebook, but not Instagram. Well, we. I guess we I should. I know. Just I tried thank- to find you. <laughs> I guess we should just thank TikTok because uh, you know otherwise this music would probably just die. People wouldn't, True. you know. And we rely on our younger generations to keep this alive for us. So uh, thank you, TikTok, for yes. keeping these songs alive. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So how long They're- have you been teaching? Well. Like in my bio, I, I've been teaching private lessons since a kid and um, like five dollars and I would and, and I would teach, you know, the, the local kids. But here's the thing is I also took lessons, too. Like I, I, when I went into a club and I would see a guitar player, I would march right up to him and say, how did you do that? And can you teach it to me? So um, I had some teachers in New York that I would just take a handful of lessons from different people. But here in San Diego, and I've always taught out of my house. When I came home from school, it, working in special education, I was a power educator there. When I come home, there would be kids waiting on my front porch for lessons. So I taught here many, many years, private lessons here out of my house. And it would I would do it in a group setting. I would do three at a time. So, um, and, I, and I was able to keep my prices low, but three at a time. So it made the price a little, a little, you know less uh, for them but le- less for them and more for me right so, so to speak um uh but teaching teaching in a school that has been um i'm in my sixth year i've been doing it for five years six years and throw the pandemic in there you know a couple of lost years but um i'm getting better at it i'm getting better at cra- you know so a lot about crowd control i gotta i gotta tell you and keeping them keeping them interested but when you have a show to do they step up like, oh, we have to do this in front of our parents. So they that's when all of a sudden they start to play and and, and listen and behave. So I, I wow. did, a little, did a little research on teaching music to young youngsters. And mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the approaches uh, that I learned about came from verywellfamily.com. And that tip was about animal dancing oh being a favorite musical activity of preschoolers mm-hmm. animal dancing so uh wait well you basically pretend I... you're an animal mm-hmm. okay and then you dance to the music and uh that's the point of the exercise is to you know create an animal in your head and then become that animal and dance to mm. the music I wondered if you'd ever tried that. I have not tried that. And I have worked in preschool and I stick to the classics. Uh, you know, it's a bitsy spider and <laughs> songs like that. So that they know, no, I don't picture uh, that. Um, but when I came to San Diego, I realized that I needed to entertain more than just be a good musician. I have to entertain. 
And and somebody else in the band said that to me, you know, work on your on your entertaining then then on you you already got the music thing down, but be be an entertainer. He said, pick pick your favorite entertainer and imitate him. So that's what I did. And I was imitating Johnny Carson. He was the one that came into my head. So just so I can just have something to think about as I was trying to entertain, which didn't come easy to me. Can you tell us what that means to you, the difference between singing with your guitar and entertaining? When we came to San Diego, there were some bands out here. Do you remember the O-Ridge or... Um, uh, Oh gosh, I can't think of the name of them. But they would they would stand up on stage and and the audience would watch them and they had tricks and games and and you know to to entertain with. Where Annette and myself, we were like really good musicians. She played the keyboard, I played guitar, but we didn't have that camaraderie with the audience. And mm-hmm. um, uh, one time, the, a manager said to me, "Why don't you play Name That Tune and and, and for a drink? I'll, I'll give a drink away. Play Name That Tune." And I even screw that up i i just didn't deliver it well uh, <laughs> but um i learned over time you know you have to relax and, and and to be a part of part of the audience um to be with the audience um it's it's hard to describe sometimes they don't listen and that's okay sometimes they they're talking to themselves and i want to i don't want to get in their face um it depends on what kind of a show it is if if they're coming to see me then I've, I've got something to work with. But if we're going into a room where they're trying to meet with their friends, I'm just filling in with the music. If you want to hear a request, I'll give, it, I'll give you the request. But usually when the, when the people get up and leave, they throw a lot of money in the tip jar. So I must be doing well. You must be doing well. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference yeah. between just laying in the background and uh, providing some really pleasant music ambiance and and being an entertainer and engaging people and interacting with them and you know have having it be a little bit more lighthearted and interactive and fun Mm -hmm. um, there is a difference and based on where you're playing one is more appropriate than the other of course of course you have to you have to know your audience just like you said you, you ask the questions uh and and you have to know your audience yeah that's for sure now, do you write music? Do you have I do any write, originals? I do write music. Uh, I have a couple of CDs um, and I'm working. That's a new project that I'm working on right now is to get my CDs onto social media. So that not social media, but the platforms, Spotify and Pandora. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't market well, but I do write and I do have CDs. So my daughter uh, is helping me get all of these things onto uh onto those platforms right now. That's great. Yeah. Well, for somebody who doesn't market well, you you have a career in music. Yes. yes. And you you've you raised a family. Yes. Through your career in music. True. Which as we're hearing involves teaching and playing. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh how is this something that you decided you wanted to do and you just didn't take other jobs in pursuit of this? Or, you know, did you find you had to supplement along the way and take other jobs in order to make this work? I, I'm, I'm a jack of all. I, 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 um, I, I've done construction. I, I even went, I, when I heard that the post office was hiring, I went and did all, I jumped through all of the hoops and it was right at the very, it was right at the very end. 
where like I could have gotten hired where I realized I don't I don't want to be a post office worker. That, that would be ridiculous. I'm an entertainer and I'm and um, this is this is what I'm meant to do. Um, so, yes, I, I, I like construction and I like working in that. It's, 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 it's I'm a homeowner, so it's good to know those things. Um, but Anthony, you you know, um, are you still singing? Do you, do you still canter? I don't canter any anymore. I stopped okay. cantering a few years ago, mm-hmm. but I just did a show this weekend in Palm Springs, first time in a in a while. Okay, I have to say, and I have to yeah. say, quite honestly, it was nerve wracking because I'm not performing as yes. much as I used yeah. to, and it, I was concerned that it wouldn't come out. You know, that I sure. wouldn't have the the chops. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I too, I'm not pushing it very hard right now, but when it's time to play, I, I, I don't skip a beat. I, I remember everything very well. and so much fun getting out there. Um, but what I was going to say is, yes, I, I, I worked during the day and it's, 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 it's at school. If, if, if it was, um, as a painter, as a construction worker, you know, I, I do all those things, but um, Friday night working till three in the morning, Saturday night working till three in the morning. That's why I asked you about cantering Sunday morning. You know where you're going to find me 930 mass Sunday morning. And what's fun is going into that mass and looking at the audience. Oh, there's a few people that were at the party last night. Oh, you know, wow. so yes. uh, it's it's a it's a it's a big world, but it's a small world, too. You know, it is a small when, world when it comes to that. And, you know, it's a, it's a good point, because you at least where I was cantering, it mm-hmm. it was not paid. It was a volunteer. It's not paid. It's volunteer. Of volunteer. Course. And yes. but the value that I got from that, first of all, mm-hmm. my voice was always ready to go because I was singing, uh, you know, uh, frequently, yes. and you know that that involved, of course, warming up and being ready to go, but also learning yes. music and making sure that I was on point with all of the, the music that I had to learn for the week. So there was a consistency that that one volunteer uh, a, a job I'll, for lack of a better word gave me because yes. i was just doing it weekly 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 do you find the same thing to be true with your your church gig that it just keeps you honed and ready to go oh oh no doubt no doubt um i and my my friends right now are priests and nuns <laughs> They, I, you know, I have them for dinner. Yeah, they are. Can't go wrong with that. They're fun to work with. You know, they like their red wine. Um, they but, do. Uh, yeah. But I mean, for, <laughs> for, for 20 years plus, for 20 years and more, Sunday morning, you're going to find me at 930 Mass. Um, and and I, you know, some and, and it's volunteer. It's all volunteer. Um, the, the congregation is are so. um they 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 like what's going on. Appreciative. And, and thank you. They're they're, yeah. they're very appreciative. Um. So I, I I will wind up doing some weddings and funerals and things like mm-hmm. that. So and I'll get paid for that, but not for Sunday morning mass. No. Um. No, it's just a, it's just a it's just a great thing, um. And it's lightened up just a little bit. For example, um, about two weeks ago, um, the father the priest asked us to play people get ready do you know what song that is that's not it that's not a church song that's like um, yeah people get ready there's a train a coming right um and so we did we you know the bass player he's he's in the north park rock and blues band with me he's a great he's a great musician 
So we play people get ready. Um, so we get, we get a chance to do things like that. And that's why I, I think a lot of people come to our mass because the music really is great. It really is good. We give it to them, um, you know, 100% we are there uh, to, to play music. Yeah, you know? I, I'm going to just throw this out and say that I, I think it took the Catholic Church a long time to understand the value of music in in the service in the mass and it's really great to hear that at your congregation at your congregation they're doing that and they're allowing some uh some popular music to to yeah. seep in yeah. to the mass when it's appropriate uh in a lot of churches around the country catholic churches you still cannot right uh, do well, anything but religious music these are augustinian priests and uh, so they they're, they're a rough bunch, you know what I mean? Uh, so they, they <laughs> um, and what's fun sometimes at church, and we'll do a song this that we do every week, you know, like this a mass part. We'll do that. And there's always some little kid in the audience, there's always some little, uh, you know, two year old will clap. They'll go, yay, after, after we sing a song. Yeah, it gets a chuckle, you know. <laughs> well, you know, my favorite thing, and I, I can attest to how important, especially during a uh, funeral service, how important the music is and how it connects people. Bill, I'm sure you, I don't know if you remember, Anthony and I were talking about it when my friend, um, Mr. Para passed away. And oh, the Para family was very, I know the Para. very, very, yeah, I know you were there. Well, I was there. We, at did, the, the, at the we did the funeral. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aww, yeah. 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 And it just, I don't know. I mean, it was very emotional, but it was so comforting uh, the way that you guys handled that music. It, it, uh, it was really lovely and Thank you. It, it did. It added a lot of comfort to a, a, a difficult day and a, a sad loss in our right. lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's, sometimes it's hard to deliver those things. Um, you know, especially with a family, you know, the para family, the para family, they, they were here at our house. He was on his hands and knees crawling underneath. This guy's like 80 years old. And he was sticking his head underneath trying to look at the foundation because this is his thing. That's what he liked to do. Um, but uh, and and to, to sing at the funerals, they're not easy sometimes. They're getting harder for me. Sometimes I yeah. just have to play the music and not sing. Yeah. Yeah. Funerals are tough. They really yeah. are tough. Yeah. Um, and they're rewarding at the same time. I think you just right. pointed mm -hmm. that out yourself that because you are helping people in, you know, process their grief yeah. um, through music and, you know, you almost pull yourself out of the equation altogether. It's just really about the music. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, you know, having done a, a lot of funerals myself, I, I have trouble charging people for funerals. Correct. You already feel so bad as it is, yeah. you know, they've lost somebody and now you're going to go and sing. And it's something that you, you know, it's it's something that you can give them and then they pay you at the end and it feels a little feels a little it's hard. I don't want to say dirty, yeah. but it's hard. I right? agree. Yeah. I I agree. But usually I don't we don't discuss what it costs. Uh, the power of family. We did one just recently. You know, you don't discuss like, oh, but it's, by the way, it's going to cost you this. But usually at the end, they slip in, they slip you an envelope and whatever in there you go out you take. You right. go out to breakfast with the rest of the group and and, right. and and you're done. Yeah. But it's interesting because if you were a an organist, for example, in the church, right. 
Yeah. You would have you would make no bones about the fact that you need to be paid for your services. It's very it's interesting. Isn't it funny? They make the money. They make the money. Um they, my my father tells a joke about that. that uh, there's the organist. There's no business like show business. <laughs> yeah. They are the organist that they make they make the money. They they make the money and they and they do it for the money. And listen, this is not about shaming or you know, mm-hmm. because that's what they do. That's their work, yes. right? They need yeah. to make money. But it is it is interesting that I have this difficult time saying, yeah, well, you know, I, you know, it's it's gonna be this much. I, I won't like you, I don't even blurt that out. I just take it and then mm-hmm. whatever is handed to me, I just take and accept yeah. and just move on. Because it. I can't it's hard for me to say, Oh yeah, that's gonna cost you. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, I'll sing at your funeral, but it's going to cost you. It just does not feel right. Not at all. So your entire family is yes, our musicians, right? Yes, yes, uh, we are. And you have two kids, yes, a daughter and a son, or do you have? More? I have, I have two kids, a daughter and a son. I'm going to back it up just a little bit. My older brother, he's five years older than me, and he's a great musician. If you're going to ask who's my favorite guitar player, it would be my brother Jimmy. Really? Um, and and when he played and he he has done one gig you met him once we did the halloween um, i knew you were going four, to say that maybe four years ago he was Your there start yes and i never told him uh how to behave at these things because i remember it's him he had a plate of food in his hand and a glass of wine in his other hand and he's talking to you and i'm like oh no <laughs> but um that said i mean this guy's a great so when he would play with other guys his age I too was playing with them. And so that's how, and, and asking them questions. How did you do that? You know, what was that you just did? So I learned from them here at the house, um, Anthony and Alex. Yes, my son, my daughter, they are great musicians. And uh, they played last night, as a matter of fact. They played at Lefty's. Big shout out to Lefty's, the pizza place over in uh, Hillcrest. No kidding. Uh, they, the one in, the way, wait, 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 wait. Uh, the lefties in North Park or the lefties there's, there's, in Mission Hills? There's, there's two. The one in Mission Hills is where we perform. Okay. Yeah, I know them. Believe me, I know lefties. They are so nice, those people. And um, I could tell you more stories about hanging out with them. They're just they're just fun. Last night, uh, my son and daughter played just by themselves. Uh, I did not go last night. I wish I did because they did a lot of pogues. You know what I'm saying? P-O-G-U-E-S, pogues. No, I that's, don't know. Um, that's a band from Ireland. And they just lost their lead singer, um, Shane McGowan. And this guy is a gnarly, gnarly guy. He had just a few teeth in his head. He was drunk all the time, you know, when, when he came out on stage. But then he'd start singing in the microphone and the most beautiful poetry would come out. Wow. And um, so my daughter took me to see the Pogues one time downtown San Diego at the... Uh, uh, Balboa Blues, the house, the house of blues, house of blues. Yeah, and she dragged me right down front, and let me tell you, it was wild. Um, there were f- girls fighting, guys fighting. I mean, guys with in a headlock wow. punching, punching guys in a head. I mean, blood, nuts. And then all of a sudden, Shane comes out and he starts singing. He was drunk off his ass. It was a Monday night, um, but he. Uh, you know, everybody just stared. It was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Watching this guy do this poetry, look up the Pogues, um, uh, Anthony, when they get a chance. There's one song, the video is so beautiful too, is called Fairy Tale of New York. 
It's a Christmas song. It is the craziest Christmas song you've ever heard. Look it up, and we'll talk about that again sometime. Because um, he uses foul language in a Christmas song. Um, but it's appropriate. <laughs> it's appropriate. So um, that's my shout out to lefties, because I have seen lefties in the balcony at, at, at my church. And I've seen lefties in the balcony at the Pogues uh, concert that we went to. So uh, um, shout out to lefties, like I say. Um, but my son and daughter, they played last night at lefties. And I, I, I love performing with that. They have a band called Finnegan Blue. And um, they had an exclusive agent for a while. And they just are, are cutting ties with that, with that, I think, at the end of this year. So we're going to be sending you another package. You have to see Finnegan Blue. They're very good. Um, they, do a, they do a dance routine, and they also do um, Irish music, um, you know, for the, for the St. Patrick's season. Yes, that's always, um, always, yeah. always a need. Oh, uh, always. I, I, I see a good future because um, yes. working, working with them, they, they, they deliver really well. And when the three of us play together, um, it's what more can I ask for? It's just a great. And sometimes the four of us, sometimes it's all four of us doing the show. Do you ever play together at home? Do you ever just sit around uh, with the guitar? You know, um, less and less these days. Less and less there. I would just do that. No, when we take out the guitars, we're learning something for a show. Mm. Well, we don't just thinking. don't just sit around and play music. Like you know, maybe maybe we'll do it at Christmas time. Get out a Christmas book and sing. Sit around the piano. Um, but no, we haven't been jamming lately. We did a lot during the pandemic. We went in the backyard, and uh, we would. Uh, we would do some shows actually on Facebook from the backyard. But yeah. but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about? Isn't there a tradition, a Turkey Day tradition of sing along in your home? Did I, do I have that wrong? Mm, sing along on Turkey Day? No, no, I, I don't. I don't know where you got that one from. <laughs> I, you know, we scoured everywhere to find information about you because you're one of those people without much of a footprint, That's a digital funny. footprint. Uh -huh, but uh -huh. I thought I read that you had an annual Turkey Day sing-along. With your mother-in-law. I thought so, your, too. With so, your mother-in-law, who's also mother, a really good cook? She's a good cook and a, and a great singer, too. She would sing in choirs, so we would go watch her sing in her, in her choir. Angelina. Um, Angelina is, um, that's Annette's, Angelina's 99 years old. She just turned 99. That's Annette's um, uh, aunt. So no, um, yeah, no. Um, All right. Well, you know we don't make this stuff up, so you yeah. need to go and scour your your social media and make sure that what what's singing being said on Thanksgiving. About you is... There was one time where uh, Willie William and I, Willie and I, uh, were playing uh, favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Love and, it. Mm -hmm. um, and and he plays the mandolin. I play the chords. He does the melody, and uh, and it was around Christmas time. And I, so I did say at one time that I don't know how this became a Christmas song because everybody knows it's a Thanksgiving song. I always thought that was a Thanksgiving song for some reason. I, maybe that's where that came from. Well, you know, it's actually a Rodgers and Hammerstein tune from sure. Out of Music. Yeah. So uh, it's really yeah. a musical theater tune. Yes. But yes, it is definitely recognized as a Christmas tune. And I love that you mentioned it. Uh, for selfish reasons, this weekend when we were in Palm Springs doing our show, that was the song that we opened with, because oh. it, you know, because it expresses the holidays in in 
in a, just such a delightful way that everybody recognizes without actually saying, oh, it's the holidays. Yes. So it's it's yeah. a perfect tune for that. The just, chord structure is just beautiful, the melody, and we, we we jazz it up a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. You can do anything you want to the tune. Yeah. It's been around so long. It can, yes. it can stand a little, you know, variation here and there. Mm-hmm. And and Ke- Kelly Clarkson recorded it a few years ago. Interesting. And, and I love her recording of it. It's very straightforward, but has a little bit of a jazzy feel to it. But mm-hmm. she just she knocks it out of the park. She just, yeah. boy, she can sing. So tell us, if you would, because we're coming down to the the last five minutes of the show. Okay. Uh, I'd like to ask you what we call our Balada Fide Five. <gasps> the Balada Fide Five. So tell us, if you would, what is your golden rule? The one rule you live by. You, you know, it's there, there is no one rule that I live by. I think you got a chance to know what kind of a person I am. Um, I'm a family guy, but I think that if I, if I would just to pick, you know, a golden rule, it would be the three things that I tell my students practice, 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 because, um, you know, that I'm comfortable when I'm performing, but in life in general, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm just grateful. That's the best, uh, mm-hmm. best way to go. So your, your golden rule is, is, uh, gratitude. It is. It's, it's a big one, but you have to it's work a at big it. one. You have to work at it. Practice, practice, practice. It doesn't come easy. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that it doesn't. And I, I can mm-hmm. wholeheartedly vouch to that myself. Uh, until you start practicing gratitude, it's hard to, to wrap your, your, your arms around it. Mm-hmm. What is one daily habit you have? maybe other than practice, 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 that you strongly believe contributes to your success? When I wake up in the morning, I pour a cup of coffee and I grab my guitar. You know, um, that's um, something else. It's it's hard work. You know, like I told you years ago when I have to pound the pavement to get the the work. Um, So... A, a, a daily habit, um, you know, I, I, I just have to stick with that practice, practice, even, even at, um, at, even at school, even at work, um, I have to stay in, in my classroom for a couple of hours after the kids leave. And, and I'm on that guitar, man, I'm learning new stuff. I'm, when I pick up my guitar, I'm not playing for myself. I'm learning new things. And and once I learn, and once I'm working on something, anytime I pick up my guitar, that's the only thing I play is something that I'm working on. But you do it first thing in the morning with your cup yes. of coffee. Yes, I do. And that is an incredible habit to develop mm-hmm. for yourself because mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. becomes yeah. your time, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And how long I do you just, do I, that in the morning? I'm going to say a, a good half an hour, 45 minutes because I'm that's up great. first. I'm up first. So I make the coffee and uh, and I make it good and strong. And then I, and I sit down and I, play. I don't put the TV on. I, I play. Beautiful. Yeah. And again, I'm now, working. I'm not playing. I'm not playing a song that I know. I'm playing a song that I'm working on. Even better. I just I, I want to add that we recently um, Bill did an event for us where he yeah. was playing the banjo. 
Correct. And he's delightful, number one. But number two, he, from the moment that he knew about this, he practiced, practiced, practiced. And you, I know you were saying you were getting better at this and you were getting better at that. And right. you were already brilliant. But just the fact that you were going to do something that is maybe not as much in the norm for you and you it was your goal to make yourself even better than you already are for that, that corporate event. And it, it was, was amazing. A, he was wonderful. It was a different show for me. Um, and to play solo banjo, um, you know, who wants to listen to a banjo player? So I wanted to make it sound great. And so I did a few different things to make it sound great. One thing is I brought the banjo into the shop and I had them fix it all up during banjo. So I got back and, and I found out that this banjo is worth a lot of money too. So it was, I'm glad I brought it in, but they fixed it up. They put new strings on it. And, and I ran it through a little amplifier, Anthony. I ran it through a little amplifier just to give it a better tone because the banjo, and, and we're talking about an hour gig, an hour gig. It took me a month to prepare for an hour gig. Mm-hmm. So I don't take it lightly. I take it very serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, that's a really good point, Bill, because even for you, an established musician who has been playing for as long as you have the practice precedes the gig and making sure an hour may not sound like a lot, but it is sure. It's a lot of music and it's, it takes a lot of prep and not only that, well, you've been playing for a long time. So I assume you're not worried about your technical ability. You'll get through an hour pretty easily but it's still an hour of nonstop energy and play. And I do believe that people take that for granted, you know, because it's something that, of course, obviously you love to do. Right. So it's an hour of, of the guitarist having fun on the guitar. But no, it takes work to get to the point when you can have fun. On exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So true. It's something that people just don't don't consider and maybe that's the way it's supposed to be maybe it's supposed to because it looks so easy it's easier to listen to and it's easier to enjoy you know maybe that's the point but it it takes a lot of work to get to the point when you can just enjoy it i like to look at the uh, at the audience and pick out the guitar players out there the girls the, the men who, who who i can tell oh that's a guitar player right there and they will come up and say something wow you you uh you know inspired you know inspired them yeah i love that that's an incredible thing to do to look out and see you know guess who who who's a guitar just based on Mm -hmm. how they're taking in the music yes you know how they're listening the the attention they're giving you uh that's great great Mm -hmm. keeps you occupied yes (laughs) what when no one is listening what is what are the things you tell yourself now you know, you can take that question in, in, in different ways, like just in the during the afternoon, during the day when no one's listening. Um, you know, for me, I, I am back to back. I keep myself very busy. So, you know, when no one is listening is when I'm going to sleep at night and I'm done for the day. Um, but when I'm performing and no one is listening, um, you could take that question that way also. So I'm going to go with that one. And I know, like, for example, last week, uh, Saturday night, I did a Christmas party at somebody's house, but I first set up my PA system in my own house because I wanted to make sure that I, I had it tweaked correctly. 
sometimes I get to a show and like, uh oh, you know, something's not working. You know, I wanted to make sure that when I plugged it in, it came on and everything sounded great. So I did get the PA system to sound wonderful, um, and and then I, I I went and did that that gig. But to to answer your question, and at that particular um, show, people were listening and they were singing along. We had a nice sing along; it was great. But sometimes um, when when I'm playing a show um, and I see that people are not listening, that's okay. Like, for example, when I'm working for you, Anthony, and people are coming in from around the world and they're meeting at, you know, Tory, the Lodge at Tory Pines or something like that, they're not there to hear me. They're here to meet people that they've only spoke with on the phone. Mm-hmm. So um, just to, but I know they're not, they're not really paying attention to me, but I know it sounds good. Mm-hmm. And um and I know that I'm uh, uh, that I practiced and and that the PA system is that and I know I'm delivering well and like I say when they leave uh, I, then I get the compliments or the tips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's key and that's a great uh, great thing to mention to those out there, especially those musicians out there who are offended when people don't stop what they're doing to listen uh, because people are always listening, even when they're talking, even when they're involved in other thing, they can still hear you. And what you're doing is you're setting a tone, you're setting a mood, you're making it easier for them to uh, enjoy the company of those that they're seeing again, by lightening the atmosphere a bit and making it uh, more uh, just, easier for them to connect right you're you're setting them you're setting them at ease when they walk in the music helps to do that so uh yeah i think they're always always listening even when it feels like they're not i agree i agree 100 percent. yes so what is one change you'd like to see in the world that's a tough question what is one change you know like the way the world is today we want peace right we want peace on earth with the wars going on um, it's just, um, I mean, that would be the main thing that, you know, uh, why can't we get along? Who who would dare just say, oh, I know that's yours, but I'm going to come in and take it and make it mine. It's uh, it's very odd to me. So, you know, I'm going to keep it simple, that question. You know, we want peace. So do we. Mm-hmm. Peace, peace, peace. And yeah. lastly, what is your why? What it's gets my- you up? What keeps <laughs> you moving? What motivates you? What inspires you? I knew this question was coming, and and I and I and I didn't really have uh, a, a definitive answer for that. Uh, what is my why? Um, you know, our family is a musical family, and we. I, I I like to show it off. I like I because it's it's peaceful. It's it's showing it's showing that we we can get along. So I go out with my family and, and we do shows and, and we don't advertise that we're family. And then at the end, we'll say that this is my daughter, this is my wife. And they're like, what? So um, what is my why? Why do I do it? I think I just want to show that, you know, we can all get along. We, could, we, can, we can work things out. Uh, and, and I do that by, by entertaining with my family. And listen, when I go out with my family, I'm not the leader of the band. Um, my kids, my son, you got to hear him sing. My daughter, she's a songwriter, you know, machine. So um, wow. I love I love performing with them, and um, and we and we have great respect for each other, and and I and I like for other people to see that. 
my father used to say a family that works together stays together and in your case it's a family that plays together stays together plays together stays praise together stays together you sure praise together plays together right right <laughs> right uh and you're the patriarch uh, you and yes. your wife have made that happen right i guess you, we have yes yes you absolutely have and what what a wonderful yeah. blessing for you to have that thank you yeah absolutely uh, Bill, we, we're out of time. I hate even saying that because I feel like it could go on and on and on with you. So we nice really talking with the you. Surface. Always yeah, nice. So nice to, and you know, it's so funny because my wife, it just came in the door. She just came back from the gym. It's good timing. Yeah, <laughs> great timing. I also understand you live in the hood in North Park. Well, yes. Uh, what, are, you, are you from North Park also? I'm in North Park. Yes, we're oh, in North Park. Yeah. Oh, well, 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 I have to see you at Lefty yeah. sometime. Yes. I yes, hope I'm to a... see you at Lefty's sometime. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We're there at least once a week. Picking yes. It's the... Isn't it great? Yeah. Well, now I'm going to have to go. I've never been. I'll have to have go. You been, have you been to Alexander's down the street? Um, oh, yes. Another love favorite that. place. Love, love that, that place. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say it's even better than his aunt's place uh, mm -hmm. in Point Loma. In, in Point Loma, I think his yes. food is better than his. His. Don't tell anyone I said that. Okay. Yeah, his, uh, no. 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 His food is even <laughs> better. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Bill thank Fleming, you for having me. guitarist, singer, musician extraordinaire. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for listening to Bolotified. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. And remember to leave us your questions or comments at bolotta.com backslash podcast. Bolotified is a production of Bolotta Entertainment. Hey, that's a lot of Bolotta. Stay engaging. Thank you.